might have heard that the Talica boys were gonna play some heavy shit tonight. Here we are, another edition of Metal Tales from the Road. We have a special guest today to talk about the Milan show. We're a little out of order here. I think as of the dropping of this one, we've already done Zurich and Paris. But I reached out to a very cool dude who runs the Book of Metallica account on Twitter, which is one of my favorite uh, Metallica accounts, daily updates and facts and tidbits. And uh, I reached out to AJ, and now AJ is here all the way from Kuwait. How's it going, AJ? Thank you for having me. I'm doing well. Thank you, Clint. How does it feel to get a cold call DM from a squirrely American like me saying, hey, will you come on my <laughs> podcast? Was there trepidation? Were you? How'd you feel about that? Uh, actually, this is my first time. I've never been on a podcast before. So it's a new experience for me. Uh, I usually don't, I don't like saying no. I'm more of a yes person. So here I am. <laughs> well, here we are. Well, I'll try to make it yeah. as painless for you as possible. So, Thank you. <laughs> so tell us, before we get into the Twitter account, which, by the way, I just got to say, now that I have you on the phone, I love your Twitter account. It's one of my favorite Metallica-related accounts. And Thank I wanna, you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. It's I, I know a lot of time and effort goes into that. And um, I want to yes. talk about that. But first of all, let's just hear a little bit about you as a Metallica fan. When did you become a fan? What was the record that got you online? What's your story? Uh, so my first Metallica song was Seek and Destroy. Okay. Uh, when I was 15, 16, I'm 28 now. So uh, back then, I remember hearing uh, the Seek and Destroy for the first time, and I was just blown away. You know, I used to listen to new metal back then, like mm -hmm. early 2000, so Slipknot, Korn, and so on. So this was something else. Uh, it really grabbed my attention. How'd you hear it? So uh, my friend... My friend was like, "You should listen to this. It's something new. It's, it wasn't new. It was new to us, but right, definitely right. not. Yeah. So I really liked it. And the next thing, I bought Kill 'Em All, and I played that album. And it's just since that day, I I just started loving Metallica. It's interesting that you have such a you know like you have a connection with Kill 'Em All, which many people do." But most people's connection yes. with that record is because they were like hanging around the Bay Area in 1982 or 83. You're interesting because you have a connection with Kill 'Em All that dates to the, to 2000. Yes, usually, usually what I do is I listen to the if, if I want to get into a band, I listen to the first album. Mm -hmm. So this is what I usually do. I listen to Kill 'Em All, but the, like my favorite album to me is Death Magnetic. So <laughs> Death Magnetic, wow. To to me, uh, I mean like. I respect everyone's opinion, but to me, this album is special. You know, I agree. It's just, uh, I honestly love that album. I think it's 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 really great, and the songs, the lyrics, and everything is just. I, I get it. I I know a lot of people don't like that album, or like like it's it's not it's not that good to them. But to me, it's something else. 
I'll I'll tell you why mm-hmm. later. Well, I I'm with you on that. I think it's I think it is underrated. I think it's a shame they're not really playing any material from it on the tour. Um, exactly. Yes. And I especially like the deep cuts. I mean, I, the Judas Kiss is one of my favorite Metallica songs of all time, let alone the record. I love that song, especially uh, uh, My Apocalypse would play right after My Apocalypse. It's it's. I think it's one of the fastest thrashiest Metallica song in like recent albums. I think it could have been a perfect contender for that thrash slot on the arena tour. And I guess it's still a thrash slot, but so walk us through when you finally, so it sounds like you maybe went through the album sequentially. What'd you think when you got to black album, load, reload, garage, Inc, S and M, are you a fan of the nineties stuff? Yes. And no, uh, I like load and reload, not all the songs, but I do. I do. I'm a fan of both albums. Mm -hmm. I don't mind them. Uh, I also like a few songs, uh, in St. Tangle. Okay. I don't hate the album. I, I pretty much like every Metallica album. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I like it, it depends on my mood. If 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 I'm if I want slow, I would listen to load and reload and whatnot. Like it depends on the mood, you know. This right. is what I like about Metallica. When whatever whatever you need, you'll find it there, you know. Absolutely. And and how when did you first see them? What was what's your journey like with them in the in the live category? Uh so I uh I saw Metallica three times. Okay. Okay. Uh, the first one was in Abu Dhabi. That's in the U- uh, UAE, United Arab Emirates. Okay. What year was that? That was back in uh, 2011. I think it's October 2011. That was the first time uh, I, I saw Metallica live. Uh, you know Abu Dhabi, right? It's uh, near my country. It's in the Gulf, Persian Gulf. Right. I'm trying to look up the set list. Uh, yeah, uh, October 25th. Yes, 2011. They opened up with Creeping Death. Yeah. Let's see. So this was the first time uh, I, I saw Metallica live. This is also the first time they played in this uh, in the Middle East, I think. Wow. Yeah, that's what it says. The first time they yeah. visited Abu Dhabi. Yes. So it was something really special to us because usually there are no shows. And it's Metallica, you know, and right. Abu Dhabi. Right. So it was something really huge, and I remember I was like, I remember I was a student, so I had to like collect money and so on, and it was an awesome trip. It, it was a really awesome trip. It's interesting that you mentioned that. I'm looking at the set list. The only two songs they played from Death Magnetic or Cyanide and All Nightmare Long. Yeah. Yes. It makes me wonder since like they since they'd never been there if they kind of loaded it up with more familiar songs. I was hoping because you know the the promotion for the for the concert was like death magnetic mm-hmm. so i was hoping they would play a lot of death magnetic song but the, but ended up playing cyanide and uh i think uh all nightmare, all nightmare. Yeah. yeah which which both are to me both are great it was fine i wanted to listen to the to their hits you know like creeping death master of puppets and so on right because it was my first time so what was the second one second concert uh abu dhabi again <laughs> 2013 okay, okay. Uh, and then in Milano, Italy. That was my third. Let me look up this 2013 set list. Ooh, they opened up with Hit the Lights. That's crazy. Yes, that that was... I I, I thought they they usually do that, but turns out, no. <laughs> no, that's pretty rare. Yeah, and it was my first time uh, hearing that song. And this song is actually special to me because, you know, Kill Em All, I, I, like, I love that album. And it was, it was like... The first actual Metallica song that I that I heard like full length, you know. Right. 
So yeah, it was awesome. This is a cool show. You got the shortest straw, Harvester of Sorrow, Broken yes. Beat, Scarred with another death match, and you got Orion. Holy shit! Yeah, <laughs> full. Yeah, Orion. Yeah, uh, I remember like the crowd was insane because they're hungry for Metallica. You know, right? They don't get the chance to see them live every now and then. You know, this is this is like the second time they play in this area, so the crowd was really really insane. How long does it take you to get to Milan from where you are? Uh, almost five and a half hours by plane. Oh wow, a five-hour plane yeah. ride. Yeah, it was it was it was okay. Uh, I mean, uh, the, okay, the first two concerts that I went to in Abu Dhabi, uh, I was I was alone. Mm-hmm. I went there alone, but this time uh, in Milano, I actually took my wife. Nice. What'd she think? So. Uh, she she's a Metallica fan, oh, but cool. she likes she likes Ghost. Ah, so ladies you know, like it's Ghost. It's a win-win situation. <laughs> yeah, ladies <laughs> tend to like Ghost. They like that. They like that Tobias guy. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is the second time I see Ghost live. Okay. Uh, I watched uh, the first time was uh, Grass Pop Metal Meeting in uh, Belgium, 2018. I mean, they put on a good show, honestly. Yeah, Ghost. Even if you don't like them. Sure. Like the performance and everything, it's really nice. Uh, I'm not a fan of Ghost. I like a few songs, hmm. uh, but watching them live is is honestly good. You know. What did you think about Milan? I've been to Milan before. It's a beautiful city. It's beautiful, but it was raining. Yeah, we'll get into that uh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a beautiful city. I love the people there. Uh, it was my first time ever in Italy, so I went there. Because of Metallica and uh, I watch football like soccer, you know. Right. So I want, you know, the, a lot of people watch soccer, and I think everyone watches soccer in Italy. Yeah. So I went there just to watch like a few matches, and also uh, watch Metallica. Nice. So the people were really nice there. Yeah, I like it. I think I'll go there like <laughs> next time. So I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm a touring guitar player. That's one of my jobs, and uh, I, yeah. I play country music because I live in Nashville, and it's sort of a casualty of where I live, and. Uh, uh-huh. We did a, uh, I don't know how this happened, but we got invited to play a country music festival in Milan. And well, we went over there not knowing what to expect at all, just glad to have an excuse to go to Italy. And we went, it was kind of in the country of Milan. Like we got to hang out in the city, but we were a little bit outside of the city. And uh-huh. this huge venue, c- completely filled with Italians who dressed like it was like it was like flying all the way to Europe just to go to Nashville. They were all wearing cowboy boots, cowboy hats. <laughs> None of them spoke English, but they knew yeah. all the, they knew every word to the songs. It was so weird. Like no one spoke English, but when 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 the song came out, like everyone starts singing, you know? Right. Which was really weird. Like for me it was like what? <laughs> like a lot of them didn't speak English at all, you know? Like even basic English. But when it comes to lyrics, they know they know them by heart, you know. I imagine a lot of people learn English by learning the lyrics to their favorite bands. I yeah, I guess I don't really have any band that I'm a huge fan of where I don't know the words. There's a few bands where I like foreign bands, like some German bands I like, but it, yeah. I find that interesting. I wonder is that does that just speak to the power of Metallica, or is that just sort of a trend in American music? I think both. Like uh, to me, growing up listening to like music and watching american tv and movies and so on i think it helped me a lot to actually learn english you know like wanting to learn english so yeah i think music and like music and metallica actually 
Well, let's talk about the Twitter account. So how did that get started? When did you start the, uh, it's, again, for those of you listening who want to check it out, it's at book, is it the book of Metallica? No, book of Metallica. Book of Metallica. Yeah. So where does the name come from? Uh, I honestly, <laughs> okay, so I think I created the account back in 2012. Okay. That was uh, after the first Metallica concert. Uh, so there was actually no uh, a dedicated Metallica fan page on Twitter that was not run by a bot tweeting like random links about Metallica. So what I, so I was like, okay, why not just create a fan page, buy a fan for the fans, you know? Right. And uh, I was thinking like I should tweet lyrics. I, it started with lyrics, basically. So okay. only lyrics and then pictures and then facts and then this day in Metallica and so on. Uh, it was it was it is still an awesome experience. Uh, I love I love the fans. I like it when they retweet and like and comment and so on. So it's I'm really proud of the whole uh, page. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, you know, it's like one of my main sources of like facts and information about Metallica. <laughs> and not only that, I mean, you have like 25,000 followers. That's a lot. And uh, yes, I occasionally see this Kirk Hammett retweets you sometimes. Uh, I freaked out, man. Yeah. Uh, first of all, uh, uh, Robert followed me on Twitter. OK, because I think he joined uh, before Kirk Hammett and then Kirk did it. Wow. And then I just lost it, you know, like what? <laughs> they actually followed my page. Uh, it, it is it is something really amazing. When I got the email like Kirk Hammett is not following me on Twitter, I was like, oh my god, like <laughs> unbelievable. How did that come to be? Do you know? Like, did someone show it to him? No or did idea. He just... Wow. No idea. He just he just followed my account, stayed quiet for a while, and then like started retweeting. This is how I got. Like recently, I got a lot of followers uh, thanks to his retweets. You know. Yeah, so, I saw it. I saw one recently, and I was like, "Look at that! Oh, Kirk Hammett yeah. <laughs> retweeting Book of Metallica! Holy shit!" Usually, I don't like tagging him. Like, I don't like mentioning him because I don't want to be that annoying fan, you know? Right. So he just like he sees the tweet in his timeline and just retweets without like tagging him, you know? That's awesome. Hopefully, I'm I'm, I'm aiming for I'm aiming for uh, Lars, but <laughs> I don't think he's gonna follow. <laughs> is Lars? I know Lars is really active on Instagram. Is he as active on Twitter? No, I think he created the page for his uh, podcast. Uh, ah, yeah, the beats. It's electric. Yeah, yeah, and then it's it's just now his account is dead. You know, he doesn't tweet at all. Even Rob, uh, the only one who uses Twitter is Kermit. Hmm. Interesting. So, what all goes into maintaining an account like that? So, you know, you have like this day in Metallica. You have you're keeping up with whatever's happening with the news or with the whiskey or the shows and the set list. Yeah. What do you, I mean, I assume you have a uh, a day job, so you're fitting this in, this is sort of a labor of love? Yes, uh, I honestly do this just because I like it, you know, uh, like it's fun, but sometimes like uh, it, it needs, it needs a lot of like, I have this whole calendar thing and I have this huge notepad where like this day, I have to add this date, I have to add this date. You know, for like new events, mm -hmm. I also like um, uh, I, like I have this website that uh, tells me like Metallica what th they did on that date and so on. Mm -hmm. So like even like finding the pictures on the Internet or like finding a cool video on the Internet, like a fan made, I make sure to like mention his account and like he made it and so on. Right. 
So maintaining the account is a bit tough, but you know, like what what what's the toughest part is keeping uh, the like uh, time difference. How do you call it? Time difference. Yeah. Yep, the time difference. Yeah. So I usually like tweet early in the morning so that like everyone can see it. Well, so everyone go check out uh, at Book of Metallica. I'll put a link um, in the description of the episode when we do it. Amazing, fun Twitter account. Go check it out now. Thank you. Getting Thank to you. the yeah, you're welcome. Getting to the show. So you said you're not a Ghost fan. How about Bocasa? Had you heard of them, or what did you think about their performance? Actually, uh, it was my first time. I never heard about them before. Uh, I think they were fun. Mm -hmm. Like the the vocalist was like jumping around and like I, I i thought it was funny uh they have one song called hillbilly fishing or something okay it was really nice it was catchy uh i think uh i saw the t-shirt king of stoner punk or something this is the first time i heard that if this is a genre i'm not sure <laughs> interesting so I, I don't know I, f I found it interesting you know where were your seats or where were you standing probably sixth row i would say Okay. Pretty close to the. I got actually. I got the uh, all nightmare long experience. Okay. So, uh, you know that that one where we had to go to the the little Metallica museum. Right. And then the buffet, and then the early uh, merch, and then we go to the stage. So I got a pretty good uh, good place. I would say like fourth or between the fourth and sixth row. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. How would you rate the uh, spit out the bone cafe uh, buffet? How would you rate that? Was on like uh, I didn't eat anything because like I don't want to like uh, you know go to the bathroom or whatnot. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I made sure not to eat anything. <laughs> this is what I do for every concert I've been to. Yeah, uh, I try not to eat or like not to drink water. But my wife did and she loved it. She nice. really loved it. Like I mean, you're talking about Italian food, so I think. Right. <laughs> Yes, it was, it was. According to her, it was really delicious. I uh, I did the same thing. I, I had access to the buffet, and uh, they. I, I think whatever thing I had, actually, didn't really have anything. I just sort of snuck in. But uh, that you get like two free drinks. I didn't. I didn't drink them because I was yeah. going to the snake pit, and uh, I was like, I'm not leaving. I'm not going to. I'll pee my pants before I leave. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> if if I was alone, I would I would skip the spit out the bone and let's just go to the stage you know but it, it was uh, the first time i take my wife to a concert you know so i wanted her like to experience the whole thing so yeah that's cool and you still got good seats anyway so yes the the best thing about it by the way is the metallica museum the little metallica museum mm -hmm. where you have like uh, the guitars the microphone the drum set yeah and like it was really awesome. I took a lot of pictures there. Uh, I really enjoyed it. You know, it's it's like a small room, but with a lot of stuff. You know, like right. you can see, yeah, like you can see like uh, their clothes from garage days and so on. It was really awesome. I think Metallica fans would love it. Absolutely, the Memory Remains Museum. So you're you're you are uh, for the VIP package. You believe that the extra price is worth it? Yes and no, because. Uh, and, the, and when I when I purchased the ticket, it said that there will be someone dedicated, a staff dedicated f for you, like uh, to guide you. And I didn't find anyone there. Mm. Actually, I, I I had to queue in the wrong queue because uh, no one spoke English. You know, I, I was right. like, where's the gate for all nightmare long? And he told me, just wait here. So I waited in the shortest row, uh, enhanced experience, mm. which is like uh, only early access. Right. 
I had to wait for like two hours and then they were like, no, you have to go to the other gate and I had to run in their way in with my wife. <laughs> but I mean, overall, it was, it, was, it was good overall. Well, I think, yeah, I mean, I, I think in general, the feedback, uh, there's a company that does all that called CID and uh, they're mm-hmm. sort of in charge of the VIP stuff. I think in general, the feedback is that they do a good job, but I've heard a lot of stories like the one you just told. And my experience in St. Louis all I had was just a normal ticket, and then a friend of mine was giving me a, his second snake pit. So I had to basically uh. I had to basically go in through the doors like a normal ticket holder. And when I got in there, I was just trying to find my way to the uh, field. It was in a baseball stadium, and the there was a CID person. I was like, hey, can how do I – I have a snake pit pass. I was like, how do I just get to the field? How do I get to the snake pit? She was like, I don't know. And I literally just walked yeah. – I walked through these double doors <laughs> – and it was the whole <laughs> VIP, all the people, all, the Memory Remains Museum, the buffet. No one's saying anything to me. Like, I just basically <laughs> walked right in. Exactly. I mean, I mean, like, um, the staff, I'm, I'm sure most of them are, like, maybe volunteers. I'm not sure because they knew nothing. Like, right. I kept asking them, like, they didn't even speak English. That's another issue. So, but overall, it was, it was a good experience, honestly. Yeah, I think they get, like, local... They sort of they have maybe like a, a CID manager, and then they have local people helping with like queuing and stuff. Yeah, so, exactly. But, but where that gets dicey is some people bypass all of that stuff just to get in line so they can get the rail. So if you uh, if if you go to the wrong if you're in the shortest straw line, but you have all, or whatever the packages are over there, uh, yeah. that can really mess that part up for you. Yeah, I mean, I did wait to I, I waited for like two hours in the wrong line, but I wow. mean. In the end, I got there in time. I was early, like yeah, you were prepared. Yeah. <laughs> when did it start raining? Was the was the weather kind of a a bad vibe early on? Uh yes, it was raining from like eleven a.m. It didn't stop uh, actually. Like right. it didn't stop. Uh, like early in the morning to like midnight, you know, didn't stop. It made for some badass pictures of the show. Yes. I'll say that. Yes. Some of the pictures from this Milan show are gonna be iconic Metallica pictures. Yeah. <laughs> of them in the rain. I, I was I was I was really I was really afraid they would postpone the show, you know? Oh, like really? I was I was yeah, 'cause I mean uh I, I was there for a vacation and like it was it was uh, for for my wife it it will be the first Metallica show and I didn't want it to be postponed, you know? Right. So thank God they didn't. <laughs> Well, I do see in these pictures that they built that big white thing over Lars's kit. Yeah, yeah. But the other Only dudes, Lars. Just, the other dudes are just getting wet. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think I think he there was another jump set like in the uh, like in the front. Yeah, and he got wet for that, right? Yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> so you haven't seen the boys on this cycle yet. So these the you know him them coming out with hardwired. This is the first time you've seen hardwired. What do you think about that? I think this. Uh, I think hardwired will be like the opener for years to come you know uh it's the perfect song it's short it's fast it's it's just perfect you know it's a great opener it really is yes yes i mean it's really good really really it's i i i love it you know uh i think it gets you pumped up you know for the show uh so again this was my first time uh listening to the to that song live so it was it was really awesome. It was super fast, you know, faster than the album. <laughs> yeah, I mean, isn't that amazing that like, 
I mean, on this tour, they've also been playing Disposable Heroes, which is easily one of their fastest songs. And they're even playing that a little bit faster than the record. It's crazy. Yeah, even if I like, if you watch them uh, on YouTube, like uh, recent shows, I mean, sometimes they play really fast, which is like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I like that. And you know, I kind of like the one-two punch. I like the the reload slot right afterwards. I think Hardwired into Memory is a killer one-two punch at the top. Yes. Uh, the crowd singing at the end and everything. Yeah. Uh, the set list was really good. I was hoping just any like for something uh i was hoping they would play something from Satangel. they did mm -hmm. you want to go to the set list now or like yeah i'm kind of like working through it a little bit already um ah. and just anything that's memorable obviously the 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 big surprises and the rotating slots by proxy of your twitter account you know you probably were keeping up with a few shows before milan the set list were yes. crazy like that first day what was the first date of this leg let's see I think uh, May 1st. Uh, Lisbon, yeah. Uh, yeah. When that set list came in, everyone was freaking out because Disposable Heroes and The God That Failed and they played Frantic. Yes, Frantic. I was, I was, I was really hoping for that. You know, I love that song, Frantic. Me too. I like, that's probably my favorite off that record. Yes, me, mine too. So I was really hope. I, I had the feeling they would play something from Saint Anger. Uh, I mean, I think they played it in Madrid also mm -hmm. or uh, Barcelona, but uh, they played Saint Anger. I'm fine with that too. Uh, it's it's my first time, so. <laughs> and they haven't played that material in so long. I mean, they haven't played this, these songs since like 2011. So. Uh, to, uh Saint Anger 2015, I think. We'll but it. frantic, I think even like even before that. Well, they played frantic. it for that. Um, they played it for those 30th anniversary shows, but I think before that they hadn't played it. Yeah, yeah exactly. it actually looks like they played Saint Anger one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I think that like they did the voting thing. Like, ah. uh, I think yeah, I think I'm not sure. Like, Cyber Monday or whatever. Like, I'm not. I, I can't recall. But they played it recently, like 2015, 2000. Yeah. Yeah. They played it seven times. Oh, yeah, look at that. So they played it seven times in 2014. And then 2015, That you're right, because this, this 2015 show, they played The Unforgiven 2. They played The Freedoms of Sanity? What? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, honestly, uh, I think a lot of people would want to listen to, to Santanger, you know? Like yeah. a few songs from Santanger, you know? Well, but... even me, even me, and I don't really even like the record, but when I saw the, and then when I saw the next night that they, so they played Frantic in Lisbon, and the next show they played St. Anger, I thought, holy shit, they have a fucking, they have a St. Anger rotating slot on this tour. Yeah, <laughs> which is awesome, you know, like, they shouldn't ignore it, you know? I agree. I, I know, yeah, I mean, like, they made the album, okay, the, like, the, a lot of people hate the drums, or there, there are no solos, but if you can't play one song on your set list, that would be nice, you know, like... I'm sure a lot of people like Santanger, that the the song, you know. Absolutely. So, um, um, yeah, I mean, it's a great song. I know it's it's there are no solos, but if you hear it live, actually, the drums sound like normal, you know, like. <laughs> right, and the guitars sound better. James' voice sounds better. So you're okay hearing you're okay hearing Saint Anger or Frantic over like Harvester of Sorrow or maybe even a Hardwired tune or a cover. To me, to me, even if you want to take out Master of Puppets. Because I I've seen them live before playing Master of Puppets, so I want to see them playing something uh, to me new, you know. You know, I think Puppets is up there with Sandman in terms of like I don't think they'll ever play a show without playing Master of Puppets again. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, I mean, it's just, a, it's, they're never going to not play that. Yeah, I mean, uh, nothing else matters. Sandman, Master of Puppets, right. like always will be there, you know. But here at the top, so after memory, you get Ride the Lightning, and then what to me seems like probably the biggest treat is The God That Failed. Are you a Black yeah. Album fan? Uh, I like that Black Album. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the I love Black Album, but uh, I'm not a fan of that song. Okay, I like it, but like I, I, I don't know. Not that much, you know. What do you think about the theory that they're playing some of these uh, deeper cuts in preparation for S and M two? I think I think it's great. Uh, actually, I, I I scored two tickets for that show. Oh, nice! And are I you are you going on the first date or the second date? First, awesome. uh, September eighth, I think. Wow! So it's gonna be like a fifteen or like twelve hour flight wow. to the states. Well, congrats on getting tickets. I know that that was a big clusterfuck yeah. for a lot of fans yeah man it was it was like i was trying from my account and my wife's account on the first uh when they first like opened their ticket and i couldn't like i couldn't even get the lowest one you know right. like from two accounts and it was like frustrating but i mean i think that they listened to their fans and then they opened they 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 opened their second show mm-hmm. previous uh, yeah so that was awesome and by the way we are giving away two free tickets to that the podcast is so for anyone who's a patron of the show uh we're going to do a big drawing next month and give away two tickets to that second show it'll it'll be worth it it'll be special uh, i can't wait for that honestly so back to the set list they played the unforgiven which is awesome and then you got here comes revenge which Thank God. <laughs> I was hoping they would play like uh, a lot of songs from uh, Hardwired, and yeah. they played Here Comes Revenge, which is honestly one of my favorite Metallica songs. I love it. I'm so glad they started playing it live. Yeah, yeah, it was really awesome. I think this is the first time they played it in this tour, right? In the European tour? I'm not sure. But I Good think... question. Man, put me on the spot here. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I, I'm not sure, but I think it, it's the first time they played it. Uh, so uh, no, they played it on the three before. According oh, to okay. uh, what's weird is I thought that they were just gonna that was gonna be here comes revenge, but they've been replacing it with um, now that we're dead and now that uh, we're dead. Yes. So we're getting a, a little more. See, because I'm coming off of the North American Arena tour where it was just heavy on Hardwired. It was like heavy Black Album yeah. Hardwired where they were doing now that we're dead and confu- I saw I got to see Dream No More. The drum part, you know, I wanted to see that, but. <laughs> Of now that we're dead, yeah. Well, they're not even doing the drum thing when they played it. They just kind of played it like the record, apparently. Oh, uh, okay. I don't know if they didn't t- want to travel with those big drums or what, but it's I funny. Guess, it's yeah. funny getting that perspective because you know so many people thought they were so sick of the drums, and you're like, I actually wanted to see it. it no, just... I mean, like uh, to see it live, it's something different. You yeah, know? totally. Like, if you watch it on YouTube, that's fine. But if you if you see it live, I think it's it's completely different. You did get the hardwired one-two punch where you got Moth in the Flame, which generally flame. seems to be pe- everyone. Oh, and you got Halo on Fire too. Holy shit! So actually, my uh, I, I was hoping they would play Halo on Fire yeah. because uh, my wife loves that song and she was like, "Please, please play it, please play it," and and they they, they did, wow. which was really awesome. I mean, this this whole thing I took her just to any, uh, mainly for her, you know. For right. me, I watched them twice. Uh, tw- twice before so this was her first concert and they played her favorite song hello on fire how so, did it sound yeah did it sound good yes 
Yes. Uh, uh, let, let, actually, let's get back to Moth into Flame. I yeah. think uh, Kirk Hammett slipped on his paddle. Ah, that, this is the video where he fell. Yeah. <laughs> it, w- it was really rainy, so yeah. That poor <laughs> but, bastard. But it, did, it didn't sound like... I didn't actually see him because I think he was near the snake pit. I was on the far left of the stage. Yeah. So I didn't actually see him, so I didn't feel anything, you know? Like, I think uh, when he fell, like, he continue playing you know <laughs> didn't feel didn't feel yeah and it was li- really professional that's pro yeah did, did the did you hear like the crowd gasp or anything did you notice something nope, weird in nothing the... <laughs> nothing i went i went on twitter and he posted the video and i was like what he did and then oh okay he didn't like he didn't make he didn't mess mess it up you know it wow. didn't sound obvious actually there were like uh technical difficulties with uh, james hetfield's microphone i think during moth or in general no in general I, and i think even in madrid I, I was watching a video yesterday on YouTube, and there were like some. I'm not sure though. I think uh, like his mic kept getting cut off. You know. Right. Interesting. The thing about Kirk falling, which you know, I'm like Kirk, be careful, dude, because he fell. Uh, he fell during in the arena tour too during bells. I don't know if yeah. you've seen that video where he rolls like yeah. seven times. Yeah, <laughs> that that was that was a tough one. I appreciate that he has a sense of humor about it, and I like I was proud of him for like posting the video himself and poking fun at himself. But it is funny yeah. where it's like, well, first of all, I'm like Kirk, be careful, dude. First of all, second of all, <laughs> um, he fell like that in an arena in front of fifty thousand people, and you didn't even see it. It's just like it's a bummer that these days everyone films everything, and it has yeah. it's going to live on the internet forever. Now you know you can't you can't fall down anymore. Usually I don't I don't use my phone like mm-hmm. I don't even take pictures like I take one or two pictures and that's it same you know off the stage but but to me I would like let's focus on the show I want to enjoy it I want to see it with my own eyes not right. through the screen right. you know so yeah I think like people recording the whole show is just pointless you know like it's not it's not even clear like what are you doing I totally agree I I don't are you a tool fan at all I like a few songs but I wouldn't I wouldn't call myself a fan well, they they do. I just went and saw them in Birmingham. Uh, it doesn't matter. Like six days ago, and uh, they uh-huh. they enforce a strict no tolerance, no phone policy. And they it's on the ticket, and they announce it over the loudspeakers before the show, and it's on these screens. And if you pull your phone out, you get ejected from the concert. And Whoa. <laughs> and I, I was sort of and I don't really ever pull my phone out anyway. I like to be present and in the moment. But I was interested mm-hmm. to see how people would react to that, and people would do it, and they did. You know, like. It was just so cool watching twenty thousand people actually all just watch the show instead of everyone with their fucking phones out. Do they do this usually, or this is like the first time? Because I think they played two new songs on that. Yep, show. they played two new songs. So they're trying to protect that, but no. That but I think Maynard. I think it's a Maynard thing because he does it in Perfect Circle stuff Could too. Be. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> and they, you know, they didn't even announce they were playing new songs because I think they didn't want to trigger people to record them you know and of oh, course okay. and of course yeah. people did and they're sneaking it in but like yeah. I, I refused like on reddit and stuff and on twitter and whatever everyone had all these like sneaked uh, you know 10 minute shitty audio and shitty videos of the new tool songs i didn't even yeah. listen to them intentionally like i'm not gonna waste that experience listening to it on your shitty phone exactly exactly <laughs> 
So just wait for the song to come out, or like. Well, exactly. You know. I, I've waited thirteen fucking years. I can wait for the next yeah. record to come out. <laughs> exactly. So after Halo, your wife's excited. You're excited, and then yes. Did you know that the next slot would be Saint Anger? Like, are you following it that closely, or are you just sort of letting it wash over you? You're not not trying to anticipate what's next. I wasn't uh, like I wasn't uh, anticipating anything. Uh, like ex- especially they would. I had. Um, I never thought they would play it after Halo on Fire. Like. Right. It was it was a surprise, but it was it was really nice listening to it live. I think it's a good song, you know. Did the, how did the crowd? You know, was the crowd? It seems like the crowds have been pretty excited to hear Saint Anger material. Uh, in general, yes, but in Italy, I I'm not sure. Like, the crowd was a bit like you know, uh, I don't know how to say that, but maybe because of the rain, they were like kind uh, of like uh, not excited like, or. Y- yeah, a bit, you know, like I felt that. But yeah. like at the start of the show, they were like really awesome. But then like slowly it died out. I'm not sure why. Interesting. But yeah. It, it is a bit demoralizing being rained on for hours. I mean, yeah. the the show I went to in St. Louis, it basically rained on me for like four hours straight. And uh, like my, my I'm, I was as wet as I've ever been. My clothes soaking wet. My phone wouldn't exactly. work. I was so wet. Yeah. And it it kind of was a bummer, but... I sort of had the the energy of the snake pit kind of kicking me in the ass. So you know, I I had had the show poster, you know, yeah. with me. So uh, I was like trying to protect it from the rain yeah, and yeah. like people people started pushing you. And then, uh, by the way, I wear glasses, mm-hmm. so the rain didn't help at all. I had to remove my glasses because it was they were like dirty, you know. Right, right. So yeah. Overall, it was it was good. It was good. So that's why you didn't see Kirk fall. <laughs> yeah, you didn't have your glasses on. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so after this tenth slot is when the show tends to it seemingly is going to lock into what you know these five songs in a row. Yeah. It's a pretty amazing run of songs. I mean, this band just has an amazing catalog, and and yes. they're still leaving a bunch of great stuff on the table. But one in the puppets, in the bells, in the creep, in the seek. Holy shit! And you must have been <laughs> real excited to see seek. You know that being the first song you've ever heard and. Yes, they bring uh, they bring the drum kit up at the end of the snake pit. Honestly, the like uh, like how it's uh, like first they played one master and then bells, mm-hmm. creeping death, seek and destroy. It was really it was something else, you know. It was really awesome. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, there was no like uh, like uh, a song from load in the middle, you know. Like right. just. Was 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 I think the crowd like got excited here, you know? Well, it's just five Stone Cold classics in a row, all, yep. all from yep. Justice and earlier. So that's gonna make a lot of diehards happy for sure. Yeah, and then for the encore, they played Lords of Summer. <laughs> yeah, which, which was really a surprise. I mean, they they previously played it, but I wanted like I wanted I wanted them to play it. Like I, I love that song, you know. I do too. I, I, uh, what do you think about the theory or the idea that that should have actually been on Hardwired, and maybe replacing Murder One or, you know, Am I Savage or something? Do you, do you think it would have fit on the record? It would, but uh, I think it got released like uh, a two years or like a year and a half before. Yeah, I think a kind of a one. There are a few different versions of it. Yeah. Uh, I think it would fit, but I'm. I mean, it's already a long song, so yeah, you already have spit on, uh, spit out the bone. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I think I like it as an like a separate song by itself. 
I think it's a more of a probably death magnetic, right? Not hardwired. I think. Um, I, I I'd probably rather see Blackender spit out the bone, but I just like the idea that they're playing Lords of Summer. It's such a rare tune for them to bring out. I love it. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not a uh, it's not a it's not from like an actual album or anything. Yeah. So I, I didn't I didn't think that they would play it. You know, like. I mean, a lot of fans like just you know stood still like, what is this? You yeah, know, they didn't know like it, I yeah. think I think most of the fans came for like uh, the greatest like the hits, you know, like Master and so on. But to the real fans, when they played Lords of Summer, it was something else, you know. Well, and it's a smart it's a smart place to put it in the set list because it's they've just played five classics. They just kick your ass with five classics. They're gonna yeah. come out and play a song that's fun. It was on the bonus disc of Hardwired, and it's diehards know it. And then they know that yeah. they're going to follow it with nothing else matters and Sandman and please all the all those people too. So, yeah, I mean, uh, it was uh, I think the set list was uh, perfect. Mm-hmm. I would replace a few songs like, like I told you, uh, Frantic with Saint Anger. Right. Uh, I think that the show uh, they they played uh, No Leaf Clover. Yeah. Right. I think. Uh, yeah, that's been floating around. Yeah, I, I would I would love to like. Hopefully, they would play it in SNM too. <laughs> I was talking to um, uh, a listener named Aurelian about the Zurich show in Switzerland, and they played No Leaf Clover. And he was saying that they started to play that intro, and uh, he was saying he kind of was getting emotional. And he said that a lot of people around him were like getting a little teary eyed. You know, the, the the intro is like, I think it's a bit emotional. You know, like, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, like even the, it's it's it, the harmony and so on. It's it's really well put, you know. I I you are definitely going to see it at SNM too. There's no way they're not going to play No Leaf Clover. Hopefully, for that because that was a big single for SNM. That's where they you know that's where they debuted No Leaf Clover. So yeah, uh, that one and Minus Human. Yeah, I miss Minus Human. I like that song. I wish. Yeah, I hope they, they, sh- play they should that play too. it live. They should. <laughs> They should play it live, you know. If they played, if they played that song live more, I think it would be a a contender for like it'd be in that group of their heaviest songs, like the yeah, thing that shouldn't have yeah, been exactly. Sabbath True, Devil's Dance. It would be up there. That song is heavy. Yeah, but well, I mean, it's it's hard to replace a song, you know. Like they could they could replace they could replace it with I don't know Saint Tango or like a song from Hardwired, but they would they wouldn't replace it with one of the hits, you know. Right. Right. So yeah, It'd be cool if it was a deeper cut. I wonder if they're gonna do any Saint Anger stuff for SNM too. Uh, I'm not sure because they 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 might they might create like a like one or two new songs like they did with SNM. Mm. But I'm not sure if they can if they're just gonna play SNM like the the old SNM like same set list or something new. You know, right? Like maybe something from Hardwired or like Death Magnetic or like you said uh, from Saint Anger. Yeah. But I don't uh, Santanger. I, I can't. It's a good maybe. Oppor- it's a good opportunity to have a new set list. But from what I the press release for it was a little confusing because it did make it sound like I guess because part of the problem too is that like Michael Kamen already he already arranged all of those all the music. So he, yeah. if they just get a great orchestra, they can just, they don't have to do any more work and rearrange and recompose to their song. So. Exactly. It's probably going to be mostly SNM one, and then sprinkle in some new stuff. Yeah, I, I, I think like two or like two or one or two new songs, maximum three. This is like 
wishful thinking, but I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure, you know? I hope. Maybe I hope. you can tweet it and Kirk will see it and he'll tell the players. <laughs> uh, hopefully. <laughs> well, thank you for, for uh, coming on the show and being a good sport and taking my co- my cold call direct message. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And I want to say once again, the Twitter account is at Book of Metallica. Daily updates, facts, things they did in the past. It's it's a great source of information about the band that we all love. Well, go enjoy your dinner. Thanks again for coming on the show, and uh, we'll see you on the old Twitterverse. Thank you for having me, Clint. Thank you. Hey, it's Clint from Metal Up Your Podcast, and we hope you're enjoying the Metal Tales from the Road series. If you've been keeping up with us, then you already know that we've covered every stop on the 2018-2019 North American Arena Tour, and we look forward to catching up with all of our European friends later this year on the Stadium Tour overseas. And there's more! After the Stadium Tour, we are continuing the Metal Tales series for any Metallica show in the past. Maybe you saw one of the Orion Festivals. Maybe you were at the Channel in 1984 and Cliff Burton bought you a beer. Maybe you you were at one of the 30th anniversary shows or you just saw a regular ass show in North Dakota somewhere. We want to hear from you. Since Ethan and I started Metal Up Your Podcast, we've wanted to find a way for listeners to call in and share their stories. Well, this is it. To make yourself eligible for a future or past Metal Tales episode, please consider joining us on Patreon. For $5 a month, you not only get to come on the show as a guest, you also get both of our Cover Our World Blackened EPs, monthly giveaways like deluxe box sets, rare vinyl, posters, and other goodies. You get early access to our YouTube videos, and we also let you ask our guests like Ray Burton, Michael Wagner, Hailstorm, members of Slipknot, your very own questions. For what essentially amounts to two cups of coffee a month, you can ensure that Metal Up Your Podcast continues to grow in quality and content. For any of you on the ride with us, we love you, we thank you, peace and adios.